You're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 4, Episodes 21 and 22. Peace out and home. Angel returns from the bug monster dimension to give Jasmine head and effectively ends world peace. This <laughs> equals a promotion from Wolfram and Hart and Lila offering the team the keys to the LA offices. And yeah, who's Connor? <laughs> Angel's a vampire who has a soul and he's glad to see ya. He fights the darkness with Wesley Lord Fred Gunn and that babe. Cordelia He lives at Hyperion Hotel And still grooms with that Nancy boy hair Angel's a vampire And this is his show Vampires can't really get pregnant So folks, S. Oh, I'm Robin. I'm Stephanie. This is Kimberly. I'm Illyrio. I'm the guest this week, Ian. I can never remember whether you announce people or they just say hi. <laughs> <laughs> we like the awkward silence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do we? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, finishing off season four, uh, what did you guys think overall of uh, the last couple episodes? Like uh, uh, how it how it all finished off after all that. I think I psyched <laughs> myself up too much. I was expecting something amazing, uh-huh. and then I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> that's it." Yeah, really, it was like it's, a it's season good. finale, and then it was like. Uh, a, another episode. It was kind of like the season of Buffy when they had Restless. Well, <laughs> is it all? Did they did they know going into this season five would be their last? Uh, no. no, no. Okay, because I, I was like, okay, maybe they're just setting things up to wrap up the series next year. Because it was like, okay, we're done with Jasmine and 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 all that, and then now it's like, okay, well. Now we're going to own this. <laughs> we're going to work at Wolfram and Hart. It's ours now. <laughs> I definitely wanted to shake uh, things up, though. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah. They've been at the hotel for three years now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, but just like area. this multi-billion, million-dollar, uh, you know, resource center is now completely theirs. Yep. <laughs> no strings. No strings attached. Wink, wink. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you're you're. The new face of Wolfram and Hart, uh, things might be attached and detached yeah. and reattached again. Um, wh- but I was you- really happy at the end of the tw- episode 21 to see Lila. I was like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good to have Lila back. <laughs> She's great. What, what, she really what is you- great. She- what- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just asking Illyrio, what did you think? Oh, I was shocked. Yeah. Because I, I assumed it was Cordelia. Mm. Oh, because you, when you heard the voice first. No, uh-huh. I just assumed that when the, the, the when they had a weird kind of mouth agape reaction that it was Cordy, but uh, then it was Lila, and the voice mm. was obviously a little bit. I don't know why they bothered kind of doing that weird ever to make it seem like it's not them. You know, like it, it sounded deeper than usual. But uh, yeah, obviously it was Lila. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, it's it's interesting how, you know, they didn't tell us what she said. 
at first? Yeah, at right. first. Oh, you're talking, you're talking <laughs> yes. about, okay, you're talking about the actual last episode, not episode well, 21. Well, well, yeah, sorry. We, we could always back up. Yeah. But I thought that that was really great. I was great. like, did I miss something? Or are they yeah, all, like, totally trying did. to think chicken? We watched the yeah. first two episodes of season five, Kim. Where are you, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, all right. Well, these are two uh, two final episodes. Uh, Peace out's written by David Fury, and uh, Home is written by and directed by a friend of the show, Tim Minear. Oh, nice. Um, so, uh, good stuff. Um, so, uh, how about I just start running you through the episodes from my, my point of view and interject, you know, whatever you guys. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, like, uh, my first note is, uh, luckily these tick monsters are afraid of the blue orb, because it, <laughs> it really was like, the end of the episode was like, oh hell, he's like surrounded by bug monsters, and he just kind of holds up the uh, bobble that he's carrying around, and they're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, those bug monsters! <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I was just going to say those bug monsters remind me of the aliens in Fallen Skies. Oh, yeah. Skitters. Uh, oh, skitters. That's right. <laughs> um, my next. Yeah, thing. and the rest of the gang were um, attacked with plastic piping. I don't know if anyone else picked up on the sound effect. They just sounded like plastic. Yeah, the <laughs> National Guard did not have guns. They were so, like, so conspicuously gun free. It that was, was pretty weird. Funny. Yeah, they have that a lot of walkie talkies. Really <laughs> yeah, and uh, my next note I, 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 Connor says the gang has too big of an ego to accept the fact that Jasmine saved the world and they didn't. Like, that's the approach he takes when he oh, first uh-huh. That is just... Uh, oh, Connor. Oh, Connor. Classic <laughs> uh, Connor. It's so full of self-loathing, really, and that's where everything's stemming from. Yeah. Uh-huh. I suppose. But it's here we find out that, um, in, in, in the following scene with Jasmine, uh, that Connor knew all along. Like this is this yeah. is yeah the hell dimension that he came from looks doesn't matter right I mean listen I'm all for looks don't matter but come on dude yeah. <laughs> I don't care if she is your daughter she's a maggot face <laughs> and like I don't know I mean it's just so deluded to be like like accept so much I mean I guess maybe his tipping point was. Uh, uh, helping to murder a virgin with pregnant Corey, Cordy. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, and that's maybe when he went over the edge, but I don't know. It's weird. Uh, you know, he does seem very en- enchanted with her when she first arrives. So I almost wonder if, like, it just kind of wore off on him and it, it did affect him at first. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jasmine, Jasmine's helper, uh, I like. I like where she's like, she, she's like saying something and then she's like patience as if she's talking to them but actually it's the name yeah. of her helper <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, patience is cute. played by uh, Benita Friedrichsy uh, she played General Beckham in Chuck I don't know if you guys remember Chuck I barely remember it myself this was a show yeah, that I didn't here. recognize her but yeah I remember uh, when Media Junkyard was all over that show <laughs> yeah yeah I did I did a uh, Chuck uh, spoiler section for the Chuck cast so I love Chuck. That show was so good. I never watched the fifth season. <laughs> mm. I always think I should go back I and watch it. Watched season one. Yeah. Kind of wore out its welcome. Uh, so meanwhile, Angel is fighting against this uh, 
high priest who's like the 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 guardian, and then there's the the monster that's the keeper of the war word. And... Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know if you went into this before, but there's some people who have a theory that Glory, I mean, Jasmine was originally from Glory's Dimension and was one of the gods that kicked Glory oh. out originally. Huh. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it quite adds up, but it's an interesting theory. Definitely drawn comparisons between her and Glory because, you know, they both have this thing where they line up a bunch of humans and feed off them mm-hmm. <laughs> one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and they're both gorgeous. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Like she, she does uh, call herself a power that was. So I don't know if the powers that be are on the same plane as glory. Well, well, I've kind of got my own kind of theory that kind of Jasmine slipped into the powers that be realm and kind of. Fogged herself up as one of them where really she shouldn't have gone there, but she kind of slipped in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, of course, she's been, been manipulating everybody since like season two, so. <laughs> I don't buy that. I, I, she's claiming she's taking credit for it. I just yeah. think she's taking advantage of the events because <laughs> this whole thing is a toe clump, the confluence of events. Everything from season two onwards is a toe clump. What is the toad clung? The prophecy thing. The the prophecy. They think the prophecy is referring to an individual. I think it's just referring to the events of series two through series four, the um. confluence of events. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's more to come, but it, <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah, yeah. But kind of, Jasmine is kind of this big thing here at the end of season four, isn't it? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so the rest of Team Angel gets stuck in. Luckily, uh, luckily they built a, a prison cell down in the basement for Jasmine to use. Yeah. <laughs> uh, isn't that the one they used for Angel? Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. <laughs> I'm saying, they, luckily they built a prison cell so they could be stuck in it. <laughs> and uh, that's what Gunn finds out about how she's eating people. <laughs> He's very disgusted by this. <laughs> So, oh yeah, people are really undressing in that that scene. We we saw yeah. I was like, what's happening here? Look at girls even wearing a huge room full of people. (laughs) That's like almost ballroom twenty caliber. (laughs) You see, Jasmine just does want all those extra calories she'd have to consume with all the clothing (laughs) on. You know. Do you know how much calories are in cotton? <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's ever eaten a sandwich wrapped in paper too quickly knows what can happen. <laughs> so you're better off having a naked sandwich. And we we really go from like we think Connor is under some sort of spell to maybe Connor is immune to the thrall of it to Connor is actually been in on it the entire time. And then once we find that out, now there's tension between him and Jasmine, especially when it comes to Cordy. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, you know, I shouldn't have to like reassure you. You should just t- you should just trust me. <laughs> but it just seems like he more and more is worried about Cordelia. Yeah, maybe mm, if she kept Cordy so. nearby, then it, he might have not rebelled. Or if he could know. see her, even yeah. if he did, was near, if he could see her, mm-hmm. he'd know that she'd be okay. 
And it might have actually been far more secure to kind of have this altar to Cordy because there'd be a constant flow of people then. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, you mean, Ian, you mean for uh, Jasmine to eat? Well, essentially just because the amount of people who'd want to visit Cordy, um, there'd mm-hmm. be so many people in the room that it'd be hard for anyone to go in there and steal her or take her blood. Oh. But Cordy has to be alone so we can get this huge soliloquy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I kind of tuned out on. Uh, <laughs> that was his moment. Uh, I know. It was his redemption moment? Uh, whatever. I guess. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that show that we watched last night. I don't know if anybody here watched that show that was on last night where it was like, oh, we should have got a hint that that was that somebody was going to meet their demise because he got oh. such a huge monologue soliloquy. Yeah. Oh, The Walking Dead. That fucking show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everybody I, lost I their. I don't know what happened. It. I haven't even started The Walking Dead. I don't know what happened, but everybody was losing their minds online, and I was just, I just tuned everything out. It was shocking. It was it was pretty good. It was good. Okay. Like, every once in a while, The Walking Dead will shock you. It'll surprise you, and that was that was good. But it's also right. the same thing that kind of <laughs> happened on the CW Crisis on Earth X thing. There's a whole storyline with. A certain character that gets a lot of attention, <laughs> but there's, you know, character get that that gets a lot of attention. Storyline gets developed. Oh, yeah, something's going to happen there. Mm-hmm. You don't pay so much attention to one character for no reason. You're right. It's they kind have to have of a weird form the of foreshadowing. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. fourth yeah. wall foreshadowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, we're. we're we're amongst the uh, Jasmine followers. I just love that one of them is just like, oh, God, there's nothing like the first time seeing Jasmine. I mean, seeing Jasmine is great, but the first time is the best. <laughs> and uh, there's this one, like, newsy-looking motherfucker that oh got her. Oh, <laughs> boy hat on. Yeah. Um, the female reporter, she's named Tracy later, I think. She looks really familiar, but I couldn't place her. My husband said she was in pay, pay, uh, pay off, pay for, pay back, pay back. The blonde Gibson, pay back. I don't know. Yeah, the blonde no. one. She's oh. married to, don't, okay, this is very weird. She's married to Karen Richardson of the Backstreet Boys, and that's the only reason why I know who she is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you, tell me why, but I guess I was that's, like, oh, that's why Kristen. you know. Boo, boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's great how uh, you know. I love hearing the background chit chatter of these guys, and we find out that the Lakers disbanded just to spend more time <laughs> thinking yeah. about jazz. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so did you guys like the whole fight between Angel and the keeper? Uh, keeper, it was word. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And the priest kind of sets sure. up the whole thing, like you're doing this for Connor, and that he's not going to ever love you. And uh huh. Yeah. Um. He also kind of says you're going to lose him in the end anyway, and he, Ooh. And he does. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So the guy kind of could see the future. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Did they get rid of him because 
everybody hated Connor. Uh, like, do you think I the didn't writers hear anything <laughs> like that? No. Any all the trivia yeah. I wrote, I've read. Um, I didn't hear. Um, did Did you do the commentary this week? Yeah, Steph? I listened to the commentary and Tim Minear. I I think from what he said, I think he was saying that they only meant for him to be in one season like this and then go. Oh, okay. Uh. Likely story. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, I mean, well. I think this was back at the time where they didn't care what the public said. Like, they didn't yeah. take into the consideration what the audience, because they love him. Uh, oh, my God. If you listen to any of these commentaries, <laughs> they just go on and on. Vinny this. Vince that. <laughs> he, he, he gives you so many. He's got a million things going on behind his eyes. He yeah. give you takes for days. <laughs> oh, coverage, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Not great, Bob. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh and then, like, and my husband's watching this, and he's like, I can't stand that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, nobody can. Uh, I'm sure he's... When I had finished this series, though, I kind of had this whole thing in my head. Maybe if Connor and Dawn actually had their series together, they'd actually be good. <laughs> oh, God. They cancel each they other They go out. off to college and meet. <laughs> Imagine that. So Connor finds. I think, Cor- I think they tried that. It was called Lenny and Squiggy. <laughs> <laughs> Connor finds Cordy in a church, and just say the church outside says God is nowhere. Jasmine is the way, and that's another tip of the hat to uh, David Greenwalt's uh, show Miracles, because the the whole um, recurring theme of that is God is nowhere, and God is now here. I never watched the show, but I guess that's. Mm. Another thing for them. And so, of course, uh, outside you've got an angel cast down. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they're not really that subtle with the symbology on this. <laughs> I love these uh, two cheery and patient cops, Jeremy and Brent. <laughs> just like, oh, my God. <laughs> At least LAPD members of the LAPD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like just super polite about like, hey, listen, we're gonna have to get rough, but you know, <laughs> could you please turn around? <laughs> I, I could they imagine. sound like Canadian cops. <laughs> I could imagine if they did actually have to beat at someone. Like, I'm sorry, I don't want to be doing this. <laughs> I don't want to tase you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. Connor so what will- does? What does Connor say in his soliloquy? Because, like, I didn't listen. Yeah. Uh, Break it down for us. Well, he says he doesn't have a reason and he, uh, to, to fight anymore and he just wants to stop. And he, mm-hmm. he then admits he never believed in Jasmine, but he wanted to belong and figured yeah, she was bringing peace to everybody. But Everyone's lied to him and Jasmine's just yet another lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is the better, this is the better lie. He likes yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and in the end, they actually get a better lie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, and and it's funny because Connor's also talking to Cordy as if he doesn't get the fact that Jasmine influenced Cordy. Like he does realize that that wasn't actually the real Cordy he fell in love with. That was no. just Jasmine infested Cordy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, the yeah, only it, real Cordy we had all season was Cordy without her memories. Yeah. And the only and and, and he of course he throws a dig into uh, you know his father and his friends that they're, they're always looking for reasons to fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just want to fight all the time. Gosh. Well, like he doesn't. <laughs> That's all he's known. And uh, uh, Charisma had her baby. She's uh, she's already had her baby, but she can't do anything. She can only lay there. Yep. <laughs> okay, so that wasn't filmed before. Nope. Yeah. <clears throat> I hope we we're going to get all the dirt, Robin. I've got some dirt. I got limited dirt because I can't give you the entire story. I've got some more story for you after you see the first couple episodes, and then I got even more dirt probably about halfway through season five. So right. you get the first salvo of dirt. <laughs> My dirt. <laughs> um, My amuse-bouche. <laughs> so, uh, uh, oh, yeah, this is, we get the, the closest we can see of uh, Jasmine actually feeding on these people. Just this, like, mm. sound of chewing flesh, and you see, like, tentacles. tentacles recoiling back into the light. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, it's gross. So, it's all uh, fucking HP Lovecraft, all the fucking gun. Yeah. Hey, Steph, you gotta stay away from your mic. I'm not doing it. I'm not hey, moving. K- hey, Kim. <laughs> what? <laughs> someone's someone's uh, rubbing against their mic. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, no. Maybe it's probably I me. I don't know. I don't know who it is. <laughs> hey, no. Hey, no. Um, so, yeah, uh, so Jasmine uh, has her press conference, and there's actually. Um, a deleted line here that's pretty funny. They had a um, a grizzled reporter like ask a question. He's like, "Hey, I got a question. All right, one that I think the world demands an answer to. Exactly, how do you get your hair so shiny and bouncy like that? <laughs> Is that like a special conditioner or something?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> wonder why they took it out. That's good. They take it out for time. Uh, yeah, for time. Um. And yeah, she pretty much is like, "Hey, I don't really want anything. Just love one another." And uh, maybe, oh, maybe uh, set a temple up for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my big one. Yeah. And it just kind of reminds you of what you've seen in the other uh, dimension yeah. where angels. I, I could imagine though, if it was built, it just had faux cushions everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's when Angel pops out and uh, does a little Clash of the Titans. Yeah. That was kind of cool. And oh, so, yeah, um, yeah, with this whole broadcast thing, I don't know whether you realised it last week or whatever when they did the one to California, but Sunnydale's actually without power at the moment. That's why they're not affected. Uh, oh. Oh, how the, that is awesome. I, I'm glad that's cleared <laughs> yeah. up, yeah. Because when they start yeah. talking about, like, the mayor, the, the, the governor is talking to Jasmine, I'm like, how is Sunnydale not getting any of this? But, yeah, that... So essentially, everyone who evacuates from Sunnydale then it gets evacuated by Jasmine because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from the frying pan into the fire, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so we find out here we've been waiting all season, or at least part of the season, for Jasmine's real name, and her real name is Ayudawa. So okay, that was ridiculous. Because I was like, "What the fuck is her name?" <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> and everybody freaks out when her maggot face shows up. And, that was uh, awesome. And so. then what? She puts on a slightly less maggoty face? Yeah. 
Like maybe they didn't plan too far ahead. I take ahead. it. You know, they, I take it that uh, she healed as much as she could. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I was almost thinking about the production, like, oh, we have to have her out some lines here, and it's going to be really weird to have this maggot face going. Puppet head talking. That's true. 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 And she's got like a boil face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, and Gun they finally her wig. They made her. They made it frizzier. Yeah, oh, man, special conditioner is gone. Extra creepy. <laughs> and just so you know, Gun uh, finally kicks the cell door open that uh, that shows that if uh, Angelus just tried a little harder instead of like pacing around and smirking, <laughs> he could have gotten out too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, were you going to say something, stuff? Too good. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> So, yeah, nobody's worshipping Jasmine anymore. <laughs> and uh, she's, like, walking around. And the then street. all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone's uh, getting codependency withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Yep. Riots. And, uh... Well, yeah, this whole storyline, though, really kind of boils down to the idea of freedom versus safety. Yeah. You what? can't have more of one without sacrificing the other. Right. Yeah, and you'll... No, no, you, if you're completely safe, you're not free. If you're completely free, you're not safe at all. <laughs> you, have, you have to find a middle ground. What my theory somewhere. presupposes is we don't have either. Ah. <laughs> we actually find out here that Angel's pro-choice, which is progressive. Um, and Wait, what? Yes, that was the joke, guys. These are the jokes. Free will. What did he say? Choice. Free will, yeah. Oh, okay. I said Angel's pro-choice. <laughs> Sorry. I wrote no fate, but what we make. I'll just skip that. Um, no what? <laughs> no fate, but what we make. It's a yeah. thing from the Terminator. Oh. But, okay. Yeah, I like the final confrontation there. Um, and uh, between her and Angel and him pretty much <laughs> arguing. pretty awesome. For... Gina Torres picking up a car is freaking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, according to uh, what I read, basically, they had that thing up on, like, three lines, and they had pretty much one shot with it, mm-hmm. where they, like, just snapped the wires and just filmed wherever it landed, <laughs> and we're like, okay, that, that'll do. <laughs> like, they had no idea how it was going to land. <laughs> wow. And Angel Not is like a- they have multiple takes that they could use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Angel does like try offering her like an olive branch, you know. Mm-hmm. Of all the people mm-hmm. to offer peace, Angel actually offers peace, <laughs> and because uh, yeah. maybe you can even just help people, you know. Join Team Angel. Yeah, <laughs> join Team Angel. You <laughs> not as maggoty faced as it used to be. <laughs> I'll take you in. So Jasmine reminds Angel that uh, of the prophecy that he's going to play a part. In the apocalypse, and uh, now he sh- he should know what side he's on, um, and she's gonna wipe out the rest of humanity. And then uh, he he tells her something, and then she says something else. I don't want to steal anybody's quote, but uh, ew, she kissed her granddad. <laughs> now, was she trying to poison him somehow? I don't know. I maybe trying to think what was happening there. The way he was like, reacting. Why would she just grab him? Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like when what's his face gave Cordelia his powers. Why can't I think of his name? Doyle. Oh my god. Oh yeah, For- Doyle. Doyle. Never forget. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was Adam I just- 
character. Why would she just grab him and kiss him? That was weird. I took it as like um an aggressive act, like a like to piss him off or something. Yeah, yeah sort of. And then Connor shows up and goes, "I loved her first. <laughs> freaking A. You my always want what a- I had. Yeah, my freaking dad. <laughs> first he goes after my mom, my stepmom. Now he's going after my kid. <laughs> oh, what the hell? <laughs> um, and so uh, Connor gets mad enough to... Uh, Punch Jasmine through the back of the head and out the front of her skull. That was amazing. <laughs> it was weird. It was kind of I don't know, so quick I, and yeah. I was expecting yeah. something much more drawn out, and she, yeah. she deserved. I don't know. She deserved. No, that's she, why it was amazing. Fuck yeah, that. yeah. I was, just, I was like, I thought, well, she, her death should have been a little more epic. But then I was like, mm-hmm. well, that's pretty ballsy for like them to have Connor do yeah. it. So I was like, okay. Especially with the punch out. right through the back of the head. It evens out. Yeah. According to Tim Minear, they were originally going to have Cordelia wake up and kill Jasmine. Um, but she had just, like Steph said, had just given birth. She wasn't released to do anything physical, so Tim had to do a lot of uh, directing charisma in a coma. <laughs> and then had yeah. Connor kill Jasmine. So, like, she just had a baby, like, at minutes ago, and then she's filming? Yeah, I guess they're like, she's like, well, I can lay here. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I don't know how it went. <laughs> I um, thought they would probably, like, shoot some stuff beforehand, but I guess maybe they didn't know. Yeah. What uh, they were going to do. I got, I got some, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you all my stuff, at, well, some of my stuff at the end of uh, our discussion of home. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got, I got some trips. Okay. <laughs> Is that plural for trivia? Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, we have Angel in pain again. Connor running away. Him yelling, Connor. Here we go again, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Connor running into the night. <laughs> um, oh, uh, it does. It, there's like a scene with the Wesley and Gunn and Fred and Lorne. And he says he does. He references Night of the Comet. Which is great movie. Yeah, I love that movie. And um, (laughs) this movie is mentioned in the recipe to craft the character of Buffy from Joss Whedon's point of view. This is Joss's quote. Take one cup Sarah Connor from the first Terminator movie, one cup Ripley, three teaspoons of the younger sister Night of the Comet, a few sprigs of a little princess, the book, not the movies, and a pinch of Jimmy Stewart for pain because nobody (laughs) does better pain. Bake those up. Once it's cool, add a little Rosalind Russell from His Girl Friday. All this must be in a PJ Souls and Halloween crust. That's very important. So that's his recipe but, for but Buffy's cookie dough, so it has to be uncooked. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, but I can see the little sister from Night of the Comet because she was yeah. very uh, mouthy. Yeah, very, the whole, uh, so like she spends the whole movie in the cheerleader outfit, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, she is. she's like, she's very spunky. Yeah. And kicks a lot of ass. Um. <laughs> So yeah, he comes back to the hotel and he's happy that they're alive, and um, and he's kind of freaked out about Connor. He's he's like talking about how like he thinks he's going to do something. His face is he looks like he's given up because uh huh yeah he was like blank faced or something hmm. yeah and then uh, somebody speaks from off camera what 
<laughs> and it's Lila offering her congratulations because they just ended world peace. <laughs> wow. What a horrible human. <laughs> I miss Lila. Yeah, she's really, she's really a, great. She's a cutthroat lawyer for sure. Oh, God damn it, Robin. <laughs> cutthroat. I just <sighs> got it. So uh, Buffy Summers says, I remember Miracles, Skeet Ulrich, and Hector Elizondo, I think. And Lachey House says, oh, shoot, y'all went ahead and watched the last two episodes of season four? Yes, we did. Yep. Tom Palmer says, so no commentary on the finale? No, Tom, no commentary on the finale. (laughs) It's coming up. I figured, let's let's just do this quick and let's take a break for the high holiday uh, and low holiday and sideways holiday, whatever holiday you might celebrate. It's happy holidays. And then in January, we'll be right back and ready for uh, Buffy's, uh, I mean, Angel Season (laughs) 5. And uh, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be good. So we better ask Santa Claus for Angel Season 5 on DVD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's still on Netflix. <laughs> oh. oh, for Canada, oh, yes. Canada. In my region. Mine too. Hey, you, you're, you and I are in the same region? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> you guys have any more notes on uh, Peace Out before I, I have I have a bit of feedback? Oh, feed it back then. Feed it back. This is from Bruce. Bruce. And Bruce is so smart. He always has the best feedback. Yeah, and I, I actually looked in our uh, Redemption Cast email, and he's very consistent. He like sent he's sent in uh, emails for like every one of our randomly <laughs> scattered episodes. <laughs> uh, okay, so Bruce says. The first time Jasmine calls her assistant by name is one of the least consequential and best delivered misdirects ever. Yeah. Patience. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I liked Connor more because his final monologue to Cordelia is really well done and explains a lot about the character. Much more than the anecdote about growing up in a hell dimension. Uh-huh, if... Uh-huh. if what Skip and Jasmine said was true. Angel was their pawn in recent years. The thing he was working for before having his epiphany, peace in our time, is literally what he got. Jasmine's peace in her time. All right. That sounds dirty, but go ahead. <laughs> in their final confrontation before the fighting begins, Jasmine asks Angel if he had learned anything while working for the powers that be. Someone has said that the shooting script had a line that was cut. Just whose champion did you think you were? I guess the writers wanted more ambiguity about things. Ooh, I didn't, I didn't hear okay. that. Yeah. I've wondered about the part of Jasmine's plan that involved having Angelus around. He certainly kept everyone distracted during the early part of her pregnancy, but maybe the important part was what Angel told us before they removed his soul. If he's here, then I'm not. So maybe it was just kind of getting rid of Angel for a little while. I think it was just to set up a, a, several awesome episodes. Yeah, I think that's probably it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, Angel, it's okay. Angel and Wolfram and Hart were the two things in L.A. that might have prevented Jasmine from being born. It probably didn't matter after she was born into her physical body, but until then, Connor was all the protection she had. Afterwards, Jasmine could re-insult Angel to lead the others against the demon types, which did not worship her, and she would be enjoying a majestic yet comfortable temple by now. 
Peace is the word that you heard, Bruce. <laughs> wow. Very nice. Glad you uh, put Jasmine's plan into a more of a larger context because, yeah, it gets confusing. <laughs> uh, the other email is for both episodes, so we can wait till okay. after. Okay. Yeah, yeah I've just realized, sorry, I've just realized Jasmine is also doing this at the same time the first two is doing his, their plan, its plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so essentially she's working against him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, so is apparently Will from the Heart in this next episode. <laughs> huh? Apparently Will from, because Will from the Heart is, is the one who gives Angel the amulet that Spike ends up wearing, which is Instrumental in defeating the first. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. The amulet. Yeah, the amulet. I'm lost, but anyways, let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to the amulet. Okay. Right. I'm slowly yeah. opening up my rating sheet, but I suppose I can write some of them down while this damn thing loads. You guys want to rate the episode? Mm-hmm. Well, I like. I leave it. I'll give it a solid eight. Peace out. Eight out of ten. What? Peace out. Just peace out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm gonna like, give I'm it. I'm glad a... that she's gone, but like I, I'm, you know, it's 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 bittersweet because I really like I like Jasmine. I like the character, but I I I felt like she deserved a better swan song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have I would have loved to see her go on into the next season. But I know it was contained, but good stuff. Mm-hmm. Eight. Um. I'm going to give this episode 8 also. Uh, 8 out of 10 Girl Scouts. <laughs> okay. Ian, do you want to go? So why why was this episode I'm, called I, Peace Out? You didn't get it? It's because she's gone? Peace is out. Peace There's is no peace. over with. It's gone. Oh, peace is... Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm going uh, slightly lower. Seven and a half... Um, <laughs> Racket, rattety, <laughs> seven and a half raggedy maggot bread. Ew. Okay. <laughs> Just stealing the quote from Lord of the Rings. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> well, you know, Jasmine's face. Yeah, it works. We, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I haven't uh, watched the Amazon so series yet, it. so. I, I don't know what a Lord of the Rings is. You haven't watched any of them yet? I'm just kidding. Saying I haven't seen the Amazon oh, okay. series yet. Oh, gotcha. Never mm, yeah, mind, sorry. Steph? Uh, is that uh, going to be about The Hobbit, or is that going to be about The Lord of the Rings? Is, I think it's going to be about... I think they said before Lord of the Rings. Oh, but not okay. Probably usually the Silmarillion, which is a horrible book to read. Horrible book to listen to on audiobook. Ah, uh, right. interesting with the things in it, but horrible. Similarly, Lord of the Rings. No, the Cimmerillion. Oh, I couldn't get through it. I tried twice. Yeah, well, I tried once reading it. I tried twice on audiobook. The second oh, really? time on audiobook, managed to get through. Oh. Sorry, Steph, we're cutting you off. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was your oh, it's fine. <laughs> I just. I was so ready for this Jasmine thing to be over. And because the whole time I was like, why was everybody complaining about the Jasmine storyline? And then when we get to home and to compare the, you know, how good Angel could have been. This season was really meh. Really? (laughs) 
Yeah. Okay. So I give it seven. But really, I think I mean, the, yeah, I, the lead up was much better than the payoff. Yeah, seven out of ten lonely rejected deities. Oh, uh, story of my life. Um, this was better. <laughs> <laughs> this was better than sacrifice. Sacrifice, I gave a five. But you know, we weren't stuck in the sewers <laughs> uh, with <laughs> teens and. Uh, um, I'm again. It's just like. It, it, it is a, like a kind of a let's wrap it up uh, resolution to this arc because it really is like uh, they run into a bug monster. The bug monster has a thing to go to a portal, which then uh-huh. gets the he kills this thing. And it's a fight quest. <laughs> yeah, it's really just I don't know. It's not very satisfying. Um, but yeah, I, it's I, just I couldn't write it personality list. Yeah. Um, Although both guest stars from Firefly get decapitated. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, because I, I really think this Jasmine, the Jasmine part of the Jasmine arc, not any of this pregnant Cordy Connor nonsense. The Jasmine part was fun for mm-hmm. you know the first the, like shiny happy people in the magic bullet, but mm-hmm. after sacrifice, I'm like, right. let's get. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's just. With it. I wonder whether it might have been better if Jasmine had been introduced earlier, but her power kind of ramped up as the season went along. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, so I'm just going to give it. I'm just going to go along with seven. Seven sounds fine. Seven out of ten punches through the skull. And uh, seven. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's not bad. It's great. just kind of. Hmm. <laughs> Anticlimactic. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a good word for it. Quotes? Oh. Never Quotes, surrender. Never give up. No, you got that one wrong. <laughs> you Never got to say it Never right surrender. if you steal it. No. Sorry, I was said, trying to get it in before anybody got it. He said, by Grabthar's hammer. <laughs> I shall avenge you. <laughs> right? We're doing that. What's that from? Well, it's where Never Give Up, Never Surrender is from. Galaxy Quest. Oh. I heard him say it. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite quote, and I didn't write it down. I'm going to try to do it verbatim is, tell me where Cordelia is and I'll crush your windpipe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean or? Or. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I have one. Um, Jasmine, why do you hate me so much, Angel? Well, let's run down the list, huh? Rain of fire, blotting out the sun, enslaving mankind, and oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, you eat people, Jasmine says, <laughs> like you never have. <laughs> oh, burn. Uh, go to hell, you first baby. <laughs> Always the same, Dad. I get a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I loved her first. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a quote for this episode. You're uh, fired. All right, well, I'll take Yen's turn. Um, <laughs> her true name is known only by the keeper of the name. Right, that's you. No, I'm the key- guardian of the word. You said the word is the name. Yes, and I guard the keeper of it. So you're the keeper's keeper? I am the guardian of the word. Yeah, yeah. So where's the keeper of the name? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm oh, sorry, like the 
you didn't actually do the full quote for the Never Give Up Forever Surrender because my favorite part is uh, like Wes is like, let's go. And Gunn's like, that's it? No, thank you. And Fred says, thanks, Charles. <laughs> and he's like, just want my props is all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you guys ready to go home? <laughs> yes, let's get to the good episode. Tim Minear written. Tim Minear directed. Tim Minear yes. all over the place. Friend of the show. Thank God. Friend of the show. Friend of the pod, right, Steph? No. Don't no. say that. <laughs> oh, my God. Their new, their new podcast, have you heard? It's Girls Just Want to Have Pod. Just no. No. Yeah. <laughs> Who does this podcast? Crooked so, Media. John Crooked Favreau. Media. John Lovett. John whoever. <laughs> John. <laughs> what, are the, what are their names? Somebody Pfeiffer. Somebody. Dan. <laughs> Basically, and they're they're the girls just want to have pod. Yeah, they uh, crooked media. Basically, they're uh, former speechwriters for the Obama administration. Now, John Lovett was a speechwriter for Hillary, and then is Pfeiffer was he? Are you saying John Lovett like the John Lovett's that I know? No, <laughs> no, it's just Lovett. And this is and this is another John Favreau. Yeah. Okay. I'm, 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 I picture John Lovett and John Favreau. No, what he's funnier. About? He's funnier than, the, oh, than that guy. Oh, he's so funny. But they do a lot of different podcasts. But the problem is, by the time I get around to listen to their podcast a day later, news is so old because yeah. a billion other things have happened. <laughs> Trump has tweeted Nothing something happens. even worse. Or yeah, and what's every it day. Called? It's Pod Save America. Pod Save America. Okay. And they'll say, friend of the pod, pod this, pod that, and I hate it. <laughs> so that's but, – I was just teasing stuff. <laughs> and, and so they have like a, a show about about foreign affairs, about foreign policy. They have a show about um, Del, Delray – what is his name? Delray McKesson. McKay? McKesson. Yeah. He has a show. Uh, and then girls just want to have pod is their new, I guess it's the feminist. I don't know, but I hate it. Girls just want to, oh my God, no, I hate it. You just don't like the title. That's you're like, you're like I'm I don't done like with the this title. Show. I'm sure it would be great, but uh, <laughs> love it or leave it is the best one. Kim, listen to love yeah. it or leave it. They do a show every it's really like Friday night, Thursday night. It's love a it or show leave it. Comedians. Yeah. Yes. I'll send it to you. Okay. It's fun. I was writing it down. All right. It with, let's rewind back to May 7th, 2003, when things were different. Um, <laughs> that's when this episode well, we were just, aired. Like, we were just freshly at war with Iraq. Oh, yeah. Good times. Um, more to end all wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this, of course, if you didn't get the impression by this episode, this episode aired before the last two episodes of Buffy. So after this episode, Angel takes the necklace and goes to Sunnydale and talks uh-huh. to Buffy about cookies and watches her fight. <laughs> and has a great time. And yeah, the line where Buffy asks how we got it is complicated. Yeah, kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now you know where he got the uh, the amulet from. He was sent. By his uh, his new uh, business. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you arrived by limo. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And I really, uh, you know, when discussing about 
uh, splitting Buffy and Angel and have you guys finish Buffy first. I mean, I knew it was going to give it away that Faith would come to Sunnydale and they mentioned something about her coming from an L.A. Um, but I was glad that in the finale of Buffy, they, you know, when Angel showed up, he didn't like give away that he's now in charge of Wolfram and Hart. <laughs> Which, because that would have really thrown you guys yeah. for a loop, I'm yeah, sure. I don't think Buffy would have liked that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe not Tom. Buffy and I'm actually working for an evil law firm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one of the uh, first great things to talk about is that long, uncomfortable silence at the beginning. And Tim Miner's yeah. script called for that. Like, if you notice, it's the entire opening credits. And he says, wide shots, two shots, close ups, all the way to my directed, written by credit, because that would be funny. That's basically his notes in the script. <laughs> See personality, humor. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, but I just love how, you know, I, I I think I mentioned something about when we when the the lawyers all came to life. They were all zombies when the beast was rampaging. That you know their contract does go beyond death. You know they're still working for for Wolfram and Hart no matter what. Yeah. So this is the. Uh, the payoff to that. Lila's. I think the first time we get reference to that is um, what's his name in season one or two when Angel's in the elevator. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, reprise, reprise. Holland Manners. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Lila's because here. from oh, that wait 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 from that elevator ride we get that evil is always with us and like there's always a pay like. You can't have complete goodness, and there's going to be, and so that's that's almost what Angel is all about. How, um, yes, there's good, there's bad, there's gray, and you you can't have completely good, and you yeah, there's not completely bad. I got that. We basically live in hell. <laughs> so, mm. <laughs> that's but why the like, elevator just shows. There's up drawbacks to everything. Yeah. There's like nothing works out. Yeah, completely. So yeah, Lila is very much like, "Hey, good job, you win." Gives him thumbs up, you know. <laughs> you ended world peace. I mean, if there's anything <laughs> to get their attention, it's uh... <laughs> yeah, almost stealing. Uh, what's his name? The villain from What's More Revealing. Congratulations, Sweet. well done. You beat the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now, uh, and we well, know that this is indeed Lila. It is uh-huh. Lila because. Yeah. She says uh, she mentions the the signed dollar bill dollar in bill, Wesley's, yeah. and she has uh, Angel Smeller. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, the LA branch is now restaffed and rebuilt, and uh, it's their reward for uh, you know keeping world peace from happening. <laughs> I just love which it. they so, don't feel good about. No. Like. She's like, yay, and and they're like, they, no, this is Fred, not good. Fred especially is pretty bothered by this, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder for quotes later. But yeah, L.A. is still healing. It's still kind of in not good shape post Jasmine, and uh, we find Connor talking to this cop who's on the roof of uh, like a building and is about to kill himself. And uh, Connor, yeah, they wanted to show that like Connor still has enough of angel in him that he wants to do the right thing but he he's still Connor then he gets yeah. set off you were going to leave your family what 
family's real important, man. <laughs> so I'm just going to kill you because you're not. <laughs> go, go, Jim. <laughs> Dominic Toretto is from LA as well. So it's all about family. Yep. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, they're all very much, especially Angel is like, F you, Lila. It's not happening. Get out of here. We're never going to take your awful deal. Um, and they are like, oh, let's all go to sleep. <laughs> and uh, now, when uh, Wesley was leaving, I was thinking because he, he, you know, he seems suspicious, like something was up. And I was like, is he trying to uh, like meet up with Fred later? Because he was being so shady. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was. Thinking, I'd completely forgotten. Yeah. Um, but he is like Gunn is trying to convince, like, hey, you know, we could we're looking for Connor. We could, you know, if we had a full staff at our fingertips, you know, it would really help. But um, Angel is very much like, you know, they're not going to be corrupted by Wolfram and Hart. But yeah. well, I think Gunn's the one most open to this because he feels like he doesn't have a place. Yeah, yeah, it's been. That's uh-huh. been uh, addressed several times this season about I'm just the muscle. I'm that, just, you know. That episode I'm, of Gwen Raiden, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, one by one, Fred pops out, then Wesley, then Gunn, then Angel's out there, and then they open up the limo door and there's Lars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. That was great. But uh, yeah, guys, that was the last scene at the Hyperion. Wow. Oh, Hyperion. Bye, Hyperion. Um, they were really sad to tear that set down. They saved like a hallway and a room just to kind of use it for, you know, other hallways and rooms. But, uh, um, yeah, they will put buffet scenes or whatever the, whatever the turtle thing called. Cause uh, we, call those, um, we call the footrests and things like that puffs in the UK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh, it has I'm another so- meaning, but we call it. So we don't really. Ha- I'm not sure what you, else you would call that thing, the center seat thing, like an ottoman. Yeah. Yeah. No more. Yeah. yeah no more. We figured it out sometime, but I forgot about it. <laughs> I forgot what the actual name is. <laughs> um, why did they leave the hotel? It's just, uh, um, you know, they're they're the. I mean, you can't run a hotel and a law office, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> Really, well, yeah, and it's kind of consistent with um, what they tend to do because on Buffy they had the library for three seasons, blew it up, then they had the uh, magic shop for about three seasons, blew it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Tim Manier said that, you know, the they they needed a fresh start and they also wanted to, that to speak to the, to the network saying, you know, renew us and... This is what you're going to get. You're going to get something fresh and new. Yeah. This is the pilot. They pretty much said, hey, listen, like him, Joss, and I forget somebody else, maybe David Fury, all went to the WB and were like, okay, so here's what we have in mind for the next season. You know, if you renew us, here's what we're going to promise you. We're going to do this setup and then, and we're also going to do something else that I can't mention. Uh, but you'll find out. <laughs> but after the, those two things, WB was like sold. <laughs> Robin, tell me later because I don't remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so they all walk into the huge lobby, and uh, everybody's like, "Good morning, Mister Angel." <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, what did you guys think of this? I mean, I, I don't want to keep talking. What was the newbie perspective? I thought it was a very strange... I don't know, because I was still sort of coming down from the whole Jasmine thing. Yeah. But more like a finale, because we've completely just... We're starting anew. Mm-hmm. And mm. I, I know they're ramping it up for the next season to start, but as it was a little, not jarring, but it was like, I just felt like I wasn't done with Jasmine. I honestly did. I felt like, what the, I I probably just amped it up so much. Mm. And like, I'm glad to see like, we're, we're moving the story along and this and that, but it was very suspect how they're all going to get the, like their perfect jobs, you know? (laughs) And I was like, this something's not right here, but Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you, it, I mean, you heard Lila, Lila said that Angel's going to have 12 cars now. And in fact, you know, we we yeah. also said goodbye this season to the Angel Mobile. There's no more convertible Angel Aww. Mobile. What? Yeah, he left it outside the sewers. He's got 12 cars now. <laughs> oh, yeah. They probably all have that mm-hmm. necro-tempered glass. <laughs> necro-tempered glass. <laughs> Ooh. At first, I was like, "That's racist." Oh no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, maybe the new song should be like "Necro Tempered Glass Sunshine Can't Hurt Him." So yes, <laughs> so well, yeah, you've got to include the whole thing of you know, uh, not Cordelia. <laughs> they work. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. I I've got a, a several. Uh, Special features I'd like to try to upload to the group. It'll, it'll, I guess it'll be up to Facebook whether or not they'll let me upload it. But there is one special feature of them tearing down the the old Hyperion, so it's kind of uh-huh. sad. Um, but anyway, uh, so uh, you know they're all very uh, suspect, yeah, of of this whole thing. Um, uh, Lila brings up uh, like three other people to kind of split them up and and talk to them about it and. Uh, uh, they bring up. They also provide weapons just in case they need weapons, and they're like, "Oh, you're. It's fine, you know. We don't need weapons." And Fred just immediately grabs a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the only one who actually takes them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Lauren is all excited. He gets the entertainment department. Um, yeah, and, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because there's a lot of evil in entertainment. I don't know if you've been following the news. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wesley is set up with a uh, watcher type. Um, uh, Rutherford's... Oh, actually a former watcher. Yeah. Uh, Tim Manier wanted to call Rutherford Cirque's character Hitchcock as a homage to Hitchcock. And uh, a reference to the Hitchcockian qualities of Wolfram and Harp. But it seemed too obvious. So he gave him the name Cirque. Uh, named after Douglas Sirk, a director who is also a, uh, someone he liked. And, uh, of he, women's films. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a pot it's Cirque, bowlers. Pop with melodramas, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gunn gets paired up with Lacey Shepard, and she is uh, super cute, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for Gunn. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, oh, good. You can find after this girl for a while. <laughs> <laughs> She's very alluring. She's trying to seduce him. Okay, and jumping forward a bit, we don't find out what gun was offered, but what are your thoughts? All right. What, what are your do thoughts? Because, yeah, we're on gun at the moment. We might as well. Um, 
Because he went up to the white room, stared into the eyes of a panther, and was... What happened? <laughs> I don't know. It's... He released his inner beast, and he's like, I'm all in. I, I mean, there's, a, there's a poorly placed joke about Eye of the Tiger. Oh. Or Black Panther. Yeah, Tim Manier uh, yeah. said that... Uh, uh, a Black Panther. Yeah, he said it was not meant to be Black Panther. It was a leopard. It was a le- it was a spotted leopard. It had spots, but you just couldn't see them. He said he wanted some. Uh, he wanted a jaguar, but that was the only t- animal available. Huh. Hmm. So yeah, they look into each other's eyes, and then uh, yeah, we later we see Gun is just kind of sold on this whole thing. So he swaggers into the lobby. Yeah, um, I'm going to be horrible right now. Okay. And I'm going to question why Gunn found that woman so attractive. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought she was cute. <laughs> you don't think she was cute? I thought she was alluring, more alluring than maybe attractive. I, I just had an issue with the chin and the and the cheeks and cheekbones, but I was kind of, I don't know, I was in a weird mood when I watched that episode. <laughs> I think she was more sexy than pretty. Beautiful. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's in the eye of the beholder. This eye did not behold that. <laughs> oh. And of course, we have oh. to talk about uh, Fred. It gets uh, put in charge of the science division, and uh, she gets a geeky scientist, this you know, cute guy uh, named Knox. And uh, he's very quirky, and he's, you know, he's very much a Fred type. Um, He's played by Jonathan. Do y'all recognize him? Oh, go ahead. Do, do you guys remember him not. from anything? Was You've he, seen uh, him many, many times. <laughs> he was in Conversations with Dead People, and he was in The Message. Oh, Firefly. Firefly, yeah. Firefly episode, The Message. Hmm. So in Conversations they, love with him. Dead People, uh, he played Holden, who was the vampire that talked to Buffy throughout that episode. Oh. In The Cemetery. Oh, okay. And, and in the message, mess- is he can't stop the signal guy? No, he's more no, like he's a movie. A, he's the dead body. The dead guy. That they have to take care oh, of. okay. Yeah. 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 The so, war buddy. Along with Jeff Ricketts, Bob Fimiani, Carlos Jacket, uh, Alexis Denisov, Eliza Dushku, and Summer Glau, he is one of only seven actors to appear in three different series created by Joss Whedon. Um, Ricketts, Fimiani, Jacket, and Woodward appeared in Buffy, Angel, Firefly. Dushku and Denisoff were in Buffy, Angel, and Dollhouse. And Summer Glau was in Angel, Firefly, and Dollhouse. So. You gotta get the trifecta. That's like your weed and you got. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm fairly certain if, you know, Dollhouse had gone on another series, Jonathan Woodward would have found his way onto there as well. <laughs> yeah. Most likely. Uh, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> they said that, um, okay, so Knox mentions R&D and also D&D, and then mentions that the Wolfram and Hart has a dungeon, <laughs> and they got state-of-the-art equipment, there's a portal gun, and, um, they have this whole thing where they get hacked into people's cell phones from this other device that he has, and he talks oh, about it, bro. Yeah. Oh, turn of the millennium technology. <laughs> uh, talks about Fred's friend, uh, Matt Partney, who was uh, producer Kelly Manor's assistant, actually. That was his name. Oh. 
So Rutherford takes Wesley to the library, which is just one table of books. But those books can access all the books in the locked archives. Wow. So essentially they replaced that woman who was in charge of the archives with these books. Yeah. Wasn't that Flo? Yeah, Flo is, yeah. is no more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the human Rolodex, so the human Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. That's what, that was actually Probably my note when he goes down to get the file. I was like, where's Flo? Um, but Rutherford is a, like I said, a former watcher and they mentioned libraries is funny. And, uh, it says there's no more watchers council. So lines are kind of blurry here. Um, and, uh, hmm. you know, Wesley all of a sudden surprisingly punches him out, <laughs> pulls out his sleeve and just shoots a rappel into the ceiling and goes up. <laughs> like freaking Batman. <laughs> and, uh, after seeing him being punched out, I'll mention uh, uh, Rutherford is played by actor Michael Halsey, uh, who just passed away in September. So pour one out for Michael. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Lila is showing Angel to his awesome office. And uh, it's got a private elevator, access to 12 different cars in a motor pool. And then she pulls open the blinds. And uh, Angel freaks out, but it turns out, yeah, necro-tempered glass. And the writers like to make Angel look like an idiot. <laughs> no. Um, and that's when Lila... I must brood! Lila also gives her a, him a file on Sunnydale, gives him the amulet, it's for a champion. And um, Angel's just not into this whole thing. And then Lila shows him the high-def TV. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, is that uh, and that's where we see that Connor has taken a sporting goods store hostage. All these customers. <laughs> that was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't get it. Sporting goods store. Because that's where all the families go. Like, it would have been easier, make more sense if you did like a Toys R Us or Isn't something. Isn't this like the day after <laughs> yes. Jasmine is exposed? Yeah, and everyone uh, everyone was all depressed, but people just gonna go shopping. (laughs) Hey, listen, you either let Jasmine win, or maybe you pay your hard-earned dollars to you know. Maybe it was the only shop open. (laughs) Yeah, Robin, I got two words for you. (laughs) Fuck capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, Angel gets really mad at this and. Grabs uh, Lila by the throat and says it's a whole setup. And um, Lila says she's got nothing to do with how Connor is the way she is, way he is. And I'm like, hey, Lila, you kind of uh, were a part of that whole situation where uh-huh. Holtz took him into the portal. So Angel uh, doesn't say what it is, but he's he says he's got a deal of his own. Um. So, um, skipping over the part where Gunn gets the powers of Black Panther. I had that note, Kim, so. Uh, <laughs> and, okay, so we're in the sporting goods store. And uh, does this place seem immense to you? Because it's the lobby of Paramount Studios, actually. Regions. What? Yeah. That's the lobby of Paramount Studios. Like, what sporting goods store has these, like, gigantic ceilings? <laughs> and a balcony. Yeah. Dick sporting goods, right? Aren't they huge? I don't know. Yeah. No pun intended. They're very Dick is huge. <laughs> uh, 
So, and then there's the father that's uh, cursing at his daughter to shut up. <laughs> she's in, she's panicking, and of course that upsets Connor. But um, we have this great transition because Angel pops out from the balcony, and then you see him leap down, and then they transition to Wesley's feet coming down, and then kicking a security guard in the files room. <laughs> Uh, which is great um, But yeah It turns out that Wesley had a plan as well He just wanted to get into this place So he could release Lila from her contract No, he wanted to get in this place So he could use The most ridiculous Retractable <laughs> grappling hook In TV movie history Yeah Man, they yeah. sold the seats for that A few episodes ago yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, he actually uses it better now than he did uh, spin the bottle. <laughs> uh, um, if, if you're going to fight the evils of Dr. Claw, you got to have some good gadgets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, Wesley the- cannot destroy that contract. It's it's forever. So Well, unless he actually makes it part of his agreement for joining, he could actually uh, say, okay, yeah. I'll join on the condition you release Lila from her contract. Mm-hmm. Yep. Signing <laughs> bonus. <laughs> so back back in the sporting goods store, we see uh yeah, Connor's got everybody wired up and also, hey, there's some more work for Charisma Carpenter here who gets to kind of snooze against a pole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is where I officially checked out <laughs> of this storyline. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not a big fan of it either, but I think David Boreanaz is pretty great in this scene, you know. Um, just I don't know. He does some really good work when he's just protesting with Connor, you know. It, it is kind of annoying, but I don't know. I, I really like um, how passionate he gets about it, uh-huh. you know. Uh, and then Connor accuses Angel of not loving him enough to uh, keep uh, Holtz from taking him, and also says that Cordy stopped loving him too, and so. Angel leaps into action and disconnects Connor from the um, propane bottle. Yeah, all the well, hostages are released, and then they have well, this huge. Well, clearly, Connor doesn't know how to make a bomb because he's only ever lived in Gortal. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> those are really <laughs> shitty bombs, man. <laughs> well, he was making them with I just entrails and uh, you know. <laughs> Swamp gas. I could, back uh, I, I could totally, I could totally connect a car, a car battery to a bottle holding propane, and it's not going to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> it might give you a slight buzz, but it's not going to blow up. So Connor finally makes a last ditch effort to set Cordelia's explosive off, and uh, Angel throws a hunting knife into his leg, and then gets him to the ground and says that he does love Connor. And he wants to prove it. And then suddenly he swings the knife at his throat. Wow. What did you guys think? <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> did you think he killed him? No. no. Hmm. You almost got the prophecy, though. The father shall kill the son. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All the prophecies are coming true. Uh, did you think he uh-huh. killed him, Kim? No, I don't think he killed him. Mm-hmm. No. I'm not exactly I sure what the he, hell happened <laughs> myself. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. I think he just, he, he helped him go to an alternate universe where he got to have the family that he always wanted. 
Well, yeah, that's what happened. Theory but... is he, he just knocked him unconscious with yeah. the butt of the um, knife, yeah. and then Rob from the Heart did some sort of ritual. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, everybody's uh, reconvening in the lobby of Wolfram and Hart, and they're thinking they could probably do a good deal. And they're thinking about considering. An angel pops out, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we already, cons- we already, uh, I-, I accepted it on behalf of everybody. Executive p- decision." And um, and then so Angel gets the file from Sunnydale and the amulet, and says, "There's a limo waiting to take him to see Connor." And then Fred says, "Who's Connor?" <laughs> Oh my god! I think we call this the reverse dawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. And I thought I would never have to hate Connor ever again. Mm-hmm. Until that last scene. <laughs> He's giving Aww. the toast. You're like, fuck. I can't Do y'all remember? Stand him. Yeah. Do y'all remember the uh, the opening of the season, the first episode of the season, where Angel is in under the water in the coffin, and he's hallucinating because he oh, hasn't yeah. had blood in so long, and I'm he's hallucinating. Yeah, they're having a family, big family dinner. dinner, and Connor's making a toast, and this is the toast. Mm. Yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, Wesley offered I looked up the script that Wesley actually offers that toast but it's to family and Connor says to family in the this this end scene here. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, so the guys nice looking, that's great. Connor's straight A's, he's got a vegan girlfriend named Tracy. I mean <laughs> he's going to college. This is great. Is that like super hot woman supposed to be his sister? No, it's his aunt. I, I saw uh, in the credits. It's oh, okay, <laughs> that wasn't clear. Yeah, because yeah. I was confused too. Well, he better th- that family better hope there's no stepmom in in this in this family because uh, he's got a type. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I I wrote down. I feel great for Connor. I feel terrible for Angel. You know, as as it should be. We Angel has another reason to brood. And uh, yeah, this is a. Uh, this kind of reminded me also of uh, I Will Remember You, where he has this whole great situation with Buffy set up, and then he's the only one that remembers it when time gets reset. Mm. And so now he's the only one that's going to be carrying this ghost of Connor. Um, and yeah, the father will kill the son finally comes true. Uh, this, the Connor as he was is you know eliminated from the earth. Connor, straight A Connor with the vegan girlfriend is here. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. (laughs) That's the worst. (laughs) So Angel's off to to Sunnydale. So are we going to cover End of Days and Chosen next week? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Feel free uh, to release it on the uh, new and improved feed, Robin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, look at that. Look at that. Okay. uh, I have uh, all sorts of... uh, uh, notes here uh, about this. This is where I guess the dirt comes in. Um, Chris Carpenter has appeared in many um, different uh, uh, Comic Con appearances and stuff, and she's always asked about you know what happened. And uh, I can tell you this right now: she says season four was her least favorite season, and uh, she did not understand the relationship with Connor. 
And in fact, the the one that I watched, she was there with Julie Benz, who played Darla. So uh-huh. she's like, I did not understand this whole relationship with Connor. And then Julie Benz like leans over and says, I didn't approve of it. <laughs> so. uh, all right. Let me read you what I have here. Um, so I, I this whole interview with David Fury and Tim Minear, different things that I've pulled together and I kind of paraphrased it. But okay. <clears throat> Season four originally was going to be Cordy as the big bad, that when she was returned, it wouldn't be her. This was because they ended up writing her and Angel into a romance, and that was boring. So they solved that by sending her off to become a higher being, and then they weren't sure what to do with her there. <laughs> and they felt like, oh, they advanced this character from where she was originally uh, the love interest to a high being, and then couldn't figure out how to get her back to regular Cordy. So their first idea was to have her return from the higher plane and have her memory erased, which breaks up the impending relationship between her and Angel and then also takes away her higher being knowledge. Um, Then they thought she would get her memories back, but it would only be as far as high school Cordy. Um, And then we could have, you know, OG Cordy back, snarky, no tact, you know, the the works. Um, Uh But to them, it all felt very false. So they ended up bringing her back as a big bad. You know, they were thinking about bringing her back as a big bad to provide a nice dramatic arc. And then Spin the Bottle came out of that idea um, and also provided a way to go from amnesiac Cordy to evil not Cordy. Um, So, like, they were like, they were like, I like this idea of having old Cordy on the show, but let's just do it for one episode. So that's where Spin the Bottle Hmm. came from. Um, But just imagine they're just like, Oh, they just turn her back into Teenage Cordy and she's acting like she was in Sunnydale. That just would have been really weird. Um, So, yeah, this whole season was going to lead up to a throwdown between Angel and Cordelia. uh, But they couldn't uh, because they found out she was pregnant and um, that she'd be giving birth late into the season. They started talking about maybe shooting uh, some scenes ahead of time between Angel and Cordy, like fighting early in the year. But then, and the idea of getting far ahead enough on breaking stories so they'd know what those scenes needed to be turned out to be a pipe dream. They would not have had Cordy pregnant if Charisma wasn't pregnant because they already did pregnant Darla the year before. And if you remember, Uh Cordy was already pregnant once before as well. (laughs) Uh Um, But Charisma was pregnant, so they made Cordy pregnant too. And because they had a limit about how much she could work, the later into the season it got, they had her give birth to an actor who wasn't pregnant. <laughs> um, they first thought it was, they wanted to have her give birth to like this evil guy. Um, but then Joss came up with the idea of making her a beautiful woman who just wanted to bring peace and to have Angel actually be charged with the task of taking down peace in the world. Um, so that's kind of like how the season progressed and their original plans for it. Um, the only floor in that is kind of Connor. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's um, just, yeah, yeah, you could have done that a bit better. <laughs> you, you, kind of, come up with another reason why Cordy's pregnant and not gone into the whole Connor thing. We, it might have been a lot better. Yeah. And, you know, uh, in the interview, like, they were definitely asked, like, hey, that Connor and Cordy thing was kind of gross, guys. And they're like, oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> like, we wanted it to be awkward and gross and, you know, just provide all sorts of drama that way. Uh, okay, so I have more. Uh-huh. Um, will Cordy be back? 
Um, in some sort of limited capacity, they say, um, it would be a cheat to have her wake up in the first episode. We'd like to wake up eventually. We'd like her to wake up eventually. So Angel isn't constantly preoccupied with fixing her. Um, and this is, uh, this is Tim Minear talking. We're thinking about doing like a, like a Mr. Freeze scenario where Mr. Freeze has this wife who's in suspended animation and he's trying desperately to find a cure for her. So that's kind of what they're thinking about at the end of season four about Cordy, uh, and uh, Bruce actually sent this to me. This is from an interview with Charisma at the end of May 2003. So it's right after the season finale. Uh-huh. Um, she says here, we start shooting again in July. Oh, yeah, I'm contracted for the whole of next season as far as I know. It's funny. Josh said he heard that I was leaving the show. And the way the season ended, I was kind of having a stroke dead on the floor for a second wondering. I told Josh I wasn't leaving and asked if there was something I didn't know. I'm already contracted for another two years. So that's a oh, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, hmm. Next question. Uh, will Connor be back? And they say, eventually, maybe for one episode. We'd like to have his new parents actually bring him to Angel because they discover he has superhuman abilities. It would be our version of Smallville. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so obviously that quote stuck out to me. <laughs> oh my god, these parents, they have these superhuman kid. Um and, and also they want like Connor to have to think Angel is like super cool and ha- and look up to him as a father figure. These are all ideas that are coming oh. right after the finale in interviews. So I just wanted to kind of throw those out there what was in the public consciousness. Um USA Today had a Save Our Shows campaign before Angel was renewed for season five. Angel took 49% of the votes from the other On the Bubble shows, and about that's about 60,000 people uh, voted in the USA Today poll. Um, it was definitely on the bubble for the WB, and now that Buffy was over, they may have worried that there wouldn't be any interest. However, the revamp at home intrigued the suits of WB. They also picked uh-huh. something else for season five that I can't tell you about. And that was it cost cutting measures. Uh, (laughs) So they were sold. Uh, WB Entertainment President Jordan Levin said, Dawson's Creek taught us the value of being able to provide closure for for, uh, a show that's important to its audience. With Angel, it would have been extremely abrupt to bring the whole mythology of Buffy to an end, season four. They hoped with season five, with a new lead-in by the hit show Smallville at 8 p.m., would bring more, <laughs> bring more eyes to the show. Tim Minear says they finally realized they should put Superman and Batman on the same night. Oh, <laughs> Tim Minear hopes the finale would work as a new pilot for Angel and get away from the cannibalizing soap opera-ness uh, of the show and give all the characters something new to do. David Greenwald, who was who is the, you know... The, one of the show, uh, the people that started the show, and he's kind of one of the producers. Uh, he says we're missing, we're mixing in elements of the West Wing and L.A. Law. It's not going to be dreary and dark to me. It's like a brand new show. <laughs> so that's all trivia I have for you guys. <laughs> Are you nervous? Okay. okay. Anybody nervous going into season five? Are you guys looking forward nope, to it? because it's just a TV show that aired 13 years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. I've, I'm, I'm running out of things to read, I promise. Uh, let me just read the feedback. Uh, Bruce says, Lots of thoughts about the season. Apologies in advance, but I whittled it down some a little. 
Good to see Lila again, and a good thing she enjoys her job. Great scene after the opening credits. It hasn't been a very good year for Angel the Champion. Started in a box in the bottom of the sea. Lost his destiny in Vegas. Lost Cordy again in multiple ways. Lost his mission of helping the hopeless. In fact, he ended up helping the perfectly happy. Mm-hmm. Lost Manny. Lost himself for a while to Angelus. Lost himself for a while to Jasmine. And depending how season five goes, may have lost himself to Wolfram and Hart in an effort to put all that other losing behind him. Um, on the positive side of season four, some angel rescues by Wesley, Willow, Faith, and Fred. A spin of the slot machine of Angel restored his destiny. And may I just interject here? Hello! Okay. Um, angel found Manny, captured Skip, convinced Faith to keep uh, working on her redemption and released the North American television audience from Jasmine's thrall. Uh, Angel's metaphoric alter egos got the big wins. Angelus killed the beast and Connor killed Jasmine. So what was the story we watched this season? Someone once suggested that the fourth season and most of the third is about Angel and Connor, father and son. Everyone else, everything else is subterfuge and window dressing. The way the season is structured, I think the viewer is right. From Angel's point of view, the minute Connor became a teenager, he began an unending series of bad decisions. Hmm. Skipping to the end, Connor choosing Jasmine over Angel was nearly the last straw and led to that epic beatdown at the start of Sacrifice. We then learned that Angel didn't go to Bugland to save the world, he went to save Connor. Then then they make it perfectly clear that Angel thinks free will is the best thing ever. Then he goes completely against that principle to give Connor the family he never had. Why, mm. why did Angel even get into the limo if he was just going to say no to everything at Wolfram and Hart? Maybe he was waiting for Lila to offer something he wanted. It wasn't information that might help Buffy. Either Angel thinks Buffy doesn't need his help anymore or someone else is more important to him now. Obviously the latter as he makes his deal with Evil Incorporated to help save his son. Speaking of Buffy, Sajan admitted to flitting through time to rewrite the Niazian prophecy that the father will kill the son. We never learned what it said originally, but the Loa said... The Loa, of course, is the drive through <laughs> demon. Yes, yes, we know who the Loa is. <laughs> that the vampire will devour his child is certain. And then he says, devour cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> Robin said a stripper's name. <laughs> <laughs> I always slip up. Uh, uh, devour synonym of swallow something angel once asked for back in season one's i will remember you he was dealing with the oracles then who agreed to swallow this day as though it had never happened you alone will carry the memory of this day can you carry that burden bruce Mm. oh that was such a sad episode Mm. i remember not really being into it then but i've come around i actually listened to the beginning of that episode today (laughs) Yeah. And I totally forgot about the uh, angel, <laughs> angel. Uh, yeah, I made songs at one point. What? What was that? Remember, mm-hmm. I made songs. I remember <laughs> when we all used to have more time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lachey House in the YouTube chat says, "My thing is, what memories take the place of Connor? Seeing as though there was crucial development, mostly seen in Wesley, that occurred because of him." Uh, well, Lachey, as someone who's forgotten about 90% of his childhood due to post-traumatic <laughs> stress, I can tell you, you can live a, nor- a seemingly normal life, what you think is a normal life, with very few memories. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so it'll be just fine. Happen. He won't know it. 
So what you're saying is Ben is Connor? (laughs) 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 No, I don't think so. (laughs) No. Ray says, I must have been just a big, I must just be a big softie because despite the fact that I hate Connor, I can't help but feel sorry for him in these final two episodes. The kid grew up in a hell dimension being lied to by Holtz his whole life. He's had it Nope. <laughs> so while most of the season I'm annoyed at his bratty teen act, antics and courty obsession, everything mm-hmm. has come to a head here and the kid has just snapped. He's totally gone off the deep end and I can't help but feel sorry for him. As nope. for the Wolfman Hart thing, I love this twist. I didn't see it coming the first time I watched and was totally blown away that the show would flip its format like that and have Angel and Friends in charge of Wolfman Hart. It's a really yeah, cool I reset. I still think it's a ruse. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really cool reset for the show heading into season five, which is my personal favorite season of the show. Wow. Yeah. Opinion spoilers much there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Tim Minear does a really good job of injecting some comedy into the finale as well. There are some really funny parts. The scene where they're sneaking out to the limo comes to mind. And it was good to see <laughs> Lila back as well. The scenes with her and Wesley were touching in a weird way. Do the newbies have any theories on what happened to Gunn? Uh Kind of talked about that already. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Not um, really. Like nothing. He was bitten by a radioactive panther. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> we saw him in the white room with the panther, and the next time we see him, he's dead set on taking the offer, whether anyone else does or not. What do you think changed his mind? Maybe he can speak to animals now. Ooh. He will have his friends Koto and Poto with him in season five. <laughs> No idea. As for season four as a whole, I find it pretty uneven. They changed showrunners after episode four. Remember that, yeah. And I'm not Mm. sure that once they settled on Jeffrey Bell that he was the right choice for the job. Charisma's pregnancy also threw a big wrench into the writing of the season and had them totally rewriting on the fly. There are a lot of great things. Dark Wesley being incorporated back into the gang as the season goes along. Angelus and Faith both return for fun arcs. A Willow cameo and an interesting idea in Jasmine that doesn't totally come together, but I appreciate the effort of how it was at least something different. The Connor and Cordy sex sort of looms over the season as yucky. And Evil Cordy didn't work very well either. My season rankings would go 5, 3, 2, 4, 1. So while I still do like a lot of it, I personally have it as my second least favorite season of the show. But saying that, Angel is one of my favorite shows of all time, and even when I don't love everything about a season, there is still a lot of great stuff to enjoy. And I can't wait to move on to my favorite season, season five. Ray. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, there are a lot of, like, there are several episodes that stick out in my memory from season five that are really good. Is there a musical episode? (laughs) <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, sorry, spoilers. Oh, Robin, I'm not interested. Robin. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you, Steph. Yeah. It just hit me. Uh huh. It just hit me. Uh-huh. What, what, uh, yeah. What? Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. 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 Shall we rate? Uh, yes. Okay. I guessed. Okay. All right then. Well, I'll um give it. It's definitely better than the last episode. It's good way to end the series, uh, season, I should say. Um, 
So it's going to be eight and a half out of ten tiger eyes. Illyrio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought with Connor being gone, after all that ridiculous sporting goods hostage taking stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and all of the stereotyped, you know, here's a hot chocolate mama for good. Here's a nerdy boy for Fred. Yeah. Here's a bisexual British man for Wesley. <laughs> a lateral black panther for gun. I was, you know, I was just kind of, oh, come on. I really didn't like this episode. I really okay. didn't like this episode. Right. I thought so much of it was just, this has nothing to do with anything. I really don't like this. Even like Lauren singing in the lobby made me cringe, guys. I'm giving this, I'm sorry, I'm giving this three automatic rifles out of ten. <laughs> I really, Brutal. really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. If I, I'm trending that way because it felt, it felt out of sorts because it was too... It was a little too perfect, too sweet. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Hmm. Everything that they ever wanted is being delivered to them on a silver platter. It's just, it's too convenient. It's <laughs> too, uh, it's very weird. Because I actually, I enjoyed the episode. Like, I like seeing Lila. She looks smoking hot in that pink top. Agreed. <laughs> and I liked her stuff with uh, with Wesley. Because, like, he really did love her, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't want to admit it. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, I like... paid him for sex that one time. Well, it was only a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the dollar that he's kept in his wallet. So he's not spending exactly. it anytime soon. <laughs> he loves her. He loved her. Even He even kind of let it slip. So, yeah. um, I'm torn because there are parts of it that I liked and I'm looking forward to and there are other parts like I was cringing along with you. I was like, this is far from <laughs> But um like it didn't feel like a finale. You know, it didn't uh, uh, things weren't wrapped up. Yeah. Uh it, it was more like a prequel to the next season coming up. I think that was part of the plan. So again I'm I'm torn so I'm gonna give it uh like I wanna give it an eight but I, I it was better than the last episode, but I don't feel it deserves an eight. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. So I will just give it an eight out of ten <laughs> finales. But it's eight. It's a it's a mini eight because it's, it's better than it's better than the last episode, and I gave that an eight. So. So eight you're saying at the same time it's a low eight, but also it's a high eight. It's a, it's a higher than last episode, but lower than this, the scale that I want to give it. You know what I mean? Like, I want to give it, like, a four. I think I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> you want to give it a four, give it a four. No, but last episode was worse, and I gave it an eight. Well, does it matter? <sighs> Whatever. That's done. <laughs> you know, maybe this just works better if you've seen Series 5. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> We're working toward that. Steph, Steph, what did you think? Uh, Tanner can do no wrong, except for the sporting goods story. (laughs) (laughs) Hostage. (laughs) So, you know, it's just so, it's just full of laugh and personality. And it's so great that 
the idea of Wesley, you know, Wesley wants to do something for Lila. He wants to save her so bad. He wants to, you know, burn her contract. But it, 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 it's never gone. It's always there. It, it continuously comes back. That's so smart. And mm-hmm. it, yeah, so I give it nine. I would give it ten if it wasn't mm-hmm. for the sporting goods hostage situation and Connor. So I give it nine out of ten. Uh, turnkey state of the art multitasking operations. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of like along with you, and yeah, and that kind of challenges me to think. Uh, uh, did I do I like it more knowing what's coming, or yeah, or I, at the time where we like, what the hell is going? I on? think this I thing, think at the time I was sense. very much like, what the hell is going on here? I you mm-hmm. know I'm used to you know the Hyperion and you know all this dark you know and beige vampire stuff you know and this is crazy this is all in the light and it seems like a, a new show we're we're watching the first episode of uh and uh yeah we'll, we'll see what you guys think but uh as for me in the rewatch i'm probably just gonna give it a, a nine out of ten uh champion amulets um because uh to my near friend of the po- podcast podcast stuff <laughs> Uh, so mm-hmm. this episode actually ends up now tying with the previous episode. It's a 7.5 as well. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, everybody. That does, uh, that's, that's not right. <laughs> See, it's not right. It's not right. And uh, I'd like to... Give, I'll go on the record and saying I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to give you guys all your uh, season averages. Uh, Illyrio, you thought this season was an 8.1. Um, Kim, you thought this season was a 7.3. Uh, Steph, 8.2. All the guests gave it an 8.3. And I gave it an 8.3 as well. Hmm. All those tens during the Angelus and Faith arc, I'm telling you. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Um, Lachey House on the YouTube chat says, This episode seemed to have the same function as Restless in Buffy Season 4, a sign yeah. of things to come. Hmm. That, that's okay. another point. Another we'll season... Find out. Buffy season four, where overall there's something not quite right with the season, but he's got some great individual episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, a lot of shows do this now. I can't, I can't tell you an example, but I'm sure like Game of Thrones and these big HBO shows do the thing where they wrap up the big, they have the big story end in the penultimate episode of the season, and then yeah. the last episode is like an ep- epilogue. Yeah, 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 that's definitely right. Yeah, that's that's the wire. One hundred and ten. The big giant bo- uh, battle episodes are always the second to last. Second episode. last one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shall we do quotes? Wait, before that, oh, Chris Ferguson. Man, this season was so disappointing. I'm really nervous for my boyfriend to get here. I think he might give up. <laughs> okay, Chris. <laughs> Um, well, your boyfriend's not Connor by any chance. Are you thinking out so, loud? <laughs> maybe that's a weird spoiler slanty type thing. I'm going to not look at the YouTube chat anymore. Yeah. So, hey guys, remember when that awful human being went to our Blogspot page and started posting spoilers in the comments? <sighs> oh, remember that so many years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Folks. <laughs> 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 Okay, yeah. I've got, I've got uh, the Lila one, of course. 
it's an offer of a lifetime, just not, you know, mine. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody steal my quote, I'm telling you. I will wait. I'm just going to say, don't steal it. Uh, Illyria, are you Could- going? Or, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I do. Um, what's the matter, Ace? Didn't think you're the only one that ever got to come back from hell around sorry. here, did ya? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Say it like that. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly how she said it. <laughs> Steph, did you want to go? Uh, couldn't have been easy for you seeing Lala, Lala, Lala again like that. Oh yes, that was awkward, wasn't it? You decapitate a loved one, and you don't expect them to come visiting. Loved one. <laughs> Figure of speech. Uh, mm-hmm. Kim, do you have one? Her. Kim, don't steal my quote. Do you have one? I I think he's. <laughs> it's a lie. No, it's a lie. Love. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get to say it. So it's an evil limo. I get that, but does that mean we don't restock the cherries? <laughs> <laughs> and my honorable mention is: I really do love you, Connor. So Aww. what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> oh, and, um, and I'm not going to the next uh, part because that made me hate this episode, so I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> not exactly a quote, but I love the fact that um, you know uh, Fred says to Wes, "Some of us a bit more ruffled than others," and Wes is just there looking actually a little bit more immaculate than he did earlier in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, uh, man. my alternate uh, I, I love is a, is a Fred quote as well. Is, we ended a nefarious global domination scheme. Not world peace, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <clears throat> well, I should uh, give out my Christmas present before we wrap up things. What? You got a Christmas present for all our viewers? Yes. All our viewers? <laughs> up until up until uh, just recently, um, we were not able to offer the um, entire backlog of our episodes, and then I fixed things. We can only you can only access the last twenty five, but that really annoyed me, <laughs> and I just kept yeah. plugging at it, and it turned out that uh, Blogspot is the devil, and was was Blogspot was holding us back, so. so- um, we're going to drop that uh, zero, and I think Robin found ourselves a hero. <laughs> if you go, actually, if you go to redemptioncast.blogspot.com, it will redirect you to our new website, which is redemptioncast.wordpress.com. Oh! Um, <laughs> brand new website. Every single episode is there. You can You can stream it. You can download it. Um, and if you go to at least iTunes and Downcast, I know that they work there. Every single episode, all the old commentaries and gabinteries and terrible songs that I uh, played on the show and uh, everything <laughs> is available for, you know, uh, your listening ears and uh, – <laughs> Um, Your yeah. ringtone. Way to finish strong, Robin. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> like my mind just trailed away. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's pictures. I put a picture for every episode, and 
Um, I have a little menu where you can actually skip to different seasons if you want to go look. Or if I, I think I'm going to set another one up for the commentaries that we have. Awesome. Um, the old Tim Minear chats, all good stuff. <laughs> so uh, go crazy. That's why I was listening to uh, uh, the episode for I Will Remember You. Um, I definitely suggest that one, at least the first few minutes, because it's pretty hilarious. You know, you're not the only one who got to reminisce a little bit yeah. this weekend, because I have here Aww. a note. I have here a note, uh, written, handwritten to me, says Illyrio, looks like hell froze over. I finally found this book, and it has ended up in your hands. Woohoo! Make sure you get Mr. Campbell to sign it, and tell him <laughs> we're sorry that we didn't buy our own copies. Enjoy Comic-Con, Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> what? Indeed, it was the note that you set <laughs> yes. along with the "If Chins Could Kill." Yes. Oh, yes. Not a biography of Bruce Campbell, and I sat in a non-existent line while he ate lunch for an hour. <laughs> I have it at my <laughs> fingertips. Yeah, that—that's the book, and I got him, and I got him to sign it. And that was a little note of encouragement. I think that was the last book I read. <laughs> <laughs> So on yeah, that note, you can give us feedback at Redemption Cast on Twitter. You can go to the Facebook group, facebook.com uh, Facebook slash group slash potential cast. You can go to mm. redemptioncast.wordpress.com to subscribe to all of our episodes. <laughs> and uh, um, sneak peek, Redemption guys. What, Kim? Oh. Redemptioncast at gmail.com is the email address where you can send us lots and lots of feedback. And uh, sneak peek, guys, I did uh, beg Illyrio to let me do the same thing for the potential cast feed. So uh, all the backlog of that is going to be available in the future, too. So to be continued. Wait, let me say it for you, Kim. What's a potential cast? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a spin off podcast. There was this other cast. <laughs> When we get through with Angel, we should do Dollhouse. <laughs> when we get through with Angel, I'm retiring. God damn it. We're uh, close to it. We'll all right. Uh, yeah, all those potential cast episodes go back to the mist of time. <laughs> 2010 you, you is when it started. Stone, did it, you? It's amazing so just looking at the Redemption cast posts and seeing the dates on them and going, God damn it. <laughs> Season two was four years ago. What? <laughs> no wonder I can't remember anything. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it's right. that in old age. Yes, and too much TV. Yeah, or not enough in my case. All right, guys. So we have eleven ep- eleven more podcasts to do. There's twenty two episodes left of whole season five. The next episodes are conviction. And just rewards. Nice. And hey, Kim, what do you think is going to happen in those episodes? No idea. I think they're going to kill off Cardi. I think she's yeah. I think she, she may not die like dead. She'll go somewhere else. But I I think she's done with the show. Yeah. Like hmm. she'll be there and she'll come back and be like there for the finale or something. But maybe I don't know. I just not opti- optimistic about her. <laughs> Hey, Ian, thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, it's been great to come on again. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I'm still doing the Web of Queer. That's a Doc 2 podcast from a queer perspective. Mm-hmm. And you can probably find um, down below 
the Babylon 5 intro casts um, online, if you search for that. We completely finished that a little while ago, but they're all still available, I think. Awesome. Um, I actually have some special instructions for uh, Illyrio and Kim. Um, you uh-huh. do want to appreciate these episodes without being spoiled, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. I, okay. And I know you guys are not fans of this ever since Lost and all that, but so I will just tell you. watch. Don't the, watch the opening credits. Do not watch the opening credits of the first episode. There's a new cast member, and the opening credits spoil her arrival during the uh, first episode. So Why'd you say her? Oh. Damn it, gender spoilers, Robin! <laughs> her? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if it's maybe Fun- if, if if it's uh, Anne Veal, <laughs> you're forgiven. But you can watch the opening credits for reals on the beginning of the second episode. Right. By then, you'll be like, "Oh my god!" Okay, I always go like these. <laughs> but like, oh. not not just the guest, not just the guest starring. The actual opening song that it's gonna it's spoil. I don't know why the hell they did it, but they it spoils so oh, much. So you're talking about like the intro intro watch the opening mm. teaser once you start hearing the theme song start up just avert your eyes till it's over and then well like i usually do y- yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> i know um, you're singing the my my words along to the... of course. <laughs> and then well, you can do you your usual as well there might be spoilers on how netflix presents it or however you stream yeah, it that too. Um, yeah, because I remember when it was available on Netflix over here, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I almost got it. Uh, well, it, it queued up in that little sub window, and I wasn't spoiled on anything because I just averted my eyes as I usually do. Cool. Mm. All right. Well, All on right. that, oh, on, on that, I'm done. Note of warning. On that ominous note. Um, happy New Year, everybody. Hey. Happy New Year. <laughs> happy Honda days. Happy Toyota. Merry Festivus. <laughs> I hope you all get that TV you wish for. (laughs) Yeah.
Barcelona.